Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host and resident business coach here at Startup Creative. And on today's episode, I am chatting with Bianca, who is the founder of Del Rainbow. Del Rainbow is a brand's um, development and agency that she's based out of Byron Bay. And essentially her work is to um, represent boutique contemporary brands and help them to build strategic partnerships with global retailers. So there's some really cool brands that she works with, some that you might know and some that have been friends and featured on Startup Creative over the years from Peony Swimwear, who was in one of our first ever magazines, um, Deji Studios, Bear, who we caught up with a few episodes ago, Warn Store, also in our magazine, um, St. Agni, Velvet Canyon, the list goes on. And essentially, um, Bianca's role and job is to help to represent and leverage and scale these brands into bigger marketplaces. So some, um, some retailers that she works alongside and, and represents for her, her customers too, are Goop, uh, Saks, Bloomingdale, David Jones, the iconic Sephora. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. It's incredible work that she does and really, um, amazing representation to help these brands um, to to grow and to scale beyond their initial marketplaces. And in today's episode, we talk about how you can do that, what it takes to actually take your business beyond, you know, your initial startup phase, or maybe you've saturated the marketplace in, in Australia or in your home country, and you're looking to grow. And the cool part about this uh, conversation today is that it may not be the advice that you expect to hear. And I think Bianca has some incredible wisdom. She has some awesome tips on how to overcome those blockages and the barriers that might be holding you back from growing your business or taking it to the next level. I think in those times as founders and, and startups, it doesn't matter what stage you're at. I think we, we often all come up against little blockages and barriers and we feel stuck and maybe we're doing all the things, but nothing seems to be working all really good indications that maybe there's some something to look at and maybe there's some work to be done. So I'll leave it to Bianca to dive into this um, further. But what you'll find is that doing this work and connecting to your deep sense of why and the energy that you hold as a founder can be so vital to the wins and the losses of your business And, you know, when we do this work really deeply and we keep it at the center of everything that we do in our business, it helps us to make clear choices in our business. It helps us to find more of our ideal customer. And when we find our ideal customer, work seems to flow with ease, right? Um, So connecting to your unique purpose um, and how to do that and how to use that as a superpower And yes, some of this sounds a little bit fluffy, but I think Bianca's incredible experience and her networks and the, and the brands that she's worked with and, and built and helped to scale is, um, evidence that this stuff works and that it's so vital to every business owner to be thinking and, and connecting and coming back to the center of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And how is that translating outwards into the business and every decision that they make? 
So I won't spoil the ending. I'll leave it to you guys to to listen in, um, enjoy the conversation, and would love to hear what you think. Hi, Bianca from Del Rainbow, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice. We're sitting in your beautiful sunlit studio on a Saturday morning. Yes, yeah, so beautiful with a coffee and juice. Coffee, fresh juices, little snacks. Um, but Bianca and I met... A few weeks back, um, through a mutual Instagram friend, actually, who introduced us and said we should we should touch base. So we had coffee and got chatting about a bit of what Bianca does, and soon realised we had a nice common thread of understanding or operating businesses and and seeking to understand humans from a place of energy and you know a vibration and and what we put out and what Bianca does is really cool. But even um, amazing, more amazing to see how that impacts um, you, how the human um, in the, in the business actually has an impact on the success of the business mm. as well. So before we jump into that, because I know it's going to be an epic topic, maybe we can just kick off with introducing yourself and your business, yes, yes. Um, and we can go from there. Perfect. So um, I'm the co-founder and global sales director of Del Rainbow. Um, and Del Rainbow is a global sales and business development agency. We represent brands with intention and focus on their why space and sell them to buyers and retailers globally, plus also focus on positioning, infrastructure, brand development and business development too and really working closely with all of our partners which is really exciting yeah and amazing work you've got some incredible brands on your portfolio some of some of my Byron favorites including Bear who was on the podcast yes yes so exciting next door neighbors (laughs) yeah next door neighbors in the same neighborhood as Nagnata and all the other great people in Byron Bay who are killing it at the moment. Yeah. Um, but pretty much so what you do is a brand comes to you. Yes. Um, m- most of the time they come to you from a place of, hey, we've kind of we've, – we've been a passionate entrepreneur. We've identified a gap in the market. We've developed something that we think is working or that, you know, that we've had some success with, maybe, you know, in a local area or around the country – um, and now we're starting to attract attention from a global marketplace. Mm. How the hell do you go from, you know, in Bear's example, this amazing little family yeah. um, vitamin company to getting your um, product onto a global marketplace? Is that is that right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's what we do in a nutshell. There you go. There's your new business yeah, statement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the why. Um, so essentially, we partner with brands really strongly by focusing first and foremost on their vision, intention statement, their why. So that's something that's really important to myself and the team because I believe that you know, you can't actually create, grow and scale a business without truly understanding who you are, what you do and why you do what you do and why you want a consumer or, you know, anyone in within your brand environment Mm. to feel the way they feel from, you know, embracing your product or offering or engaging in your story. So essentially, um, I think the overarching basis and the grounding platform is working from that space. So understanding who they are. I'm really big on people. Mm. I need to connect with them. Do you think that's vital? Like the person is behind the brand and the founders, how important it is that you like them? The biggest. (laughs) As a consumer, (laughs) obviously. it's, It's huge. It is the most important thing. And I think that 
right now we're in a world um and you know we've kind of always been here but now there's such a huge light for it is this transparency to step into the brand's world and environment because for me personally as a consumer and also you know as a global sales director I want to vet a brand and understand why they do what they do. Well, okay, who are you? Why did you create this? What do you stand for? Mm -hmm. What are your internal personal values, but also as a business? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what are your sustainability practices? Where are you made? Mm -hmm. What does your name mean? That's actually something that I ask every brand. That's the first thing I say. What does the name mean? Where did it come from? Why did you create what you did? Um, the story behind the the story. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, understanding that story but then intention space too because I think that the story can be something you know that people can develop and create like in an imaginative sense but then stepping into the true depth of why they Mm. have truly decided to create that which is what consumers actually connect to because behind all of this imagery social media etc that is the energetic transference that is actually occurring Mm. and happening yeah i've actually been writing about this in my book actually (laughs) so it's such a it's so nice to dive deep and get your expertise on it because i've been in my book all week just being like is this making sense to anybody um, but I love that because it's, I think, especially in a world that is becoming very curated yes. and social media has become curated when it started out as quite raw yeah. and it actually, you get rewarded for raw content. Um, but it, I think it's, you know, almost detrimental to the brand's ability to, you know, really deeply authentically connect with Absolutely. the consumer because they, if it's too curated, then it does lack depth. And de- curated is almost easy now. Oh, I this is something that I really drive in people. Yeah. I think now within and like as we've grown as a business in the Rainbow, and obviously we attend global market and we work with you know the leading stores and the top tier retailers globally. For me, that is something that is so imperative. I when when brands come to us now, I say, "Are you ready?" because I'm going to drive you for personal growth and I'm going to step into that space and work with you in such a beautiful, loving, nurturing space because that's really important to me as a human being because that's what Mm. I embody. But I want them to kind of take the jacket off and really kind of unveil who they are. And that takes time because I think it's exactly what you said. People often feel that they have to look a certain way or feel a certain way, Mm. but actually it's the reverse is that I even want that as a, as a consumer. I want to connect with the rawness. I want to know, you know, the supply chain, what it meant to you. Where did you go? I want behind the scenes. I mm. want to understand that you can have both ends. You can have a luxury product. What actually creates its, its luxury essence is truly authenticity. And you mm. see the brands fly that kind of let go of that um, basis of having this idealistic curation where they do obviously imagery and DNA is so imperative mm. to understand that, mm. but really kind of taking that off and going, well, here's an insight to this, here's an insight to this and yeah. building that in. Cause it's almost like when you really deeply get the founder to connect to their why and what they're out to create and, you know, almost pull that out. Cause people do it unconsciously, right? Yeah. They're like, you know, even chatting to bear last week, it was like, well, we grew up with ethical values as mm. um, being from our parents. So it's innate in us to build an ethical brand that we wouldn't be able to live with ourselves if we didn't. Yeah. 
and um yeah so it's like but so people unconsciously do that and when you start to pull it out and say well this is why you chose that supply chain or whatever and then the next step I guess from that is then how do you communicate that to your audience yeah exactly and it's it's about building that in so often brands feel okay this is our DNA so we have to do it in line with that DNA I love the authenticity so that's something that I'll often um, you know, kind of vet with them and say, well, how about we talk about it here? Or what does that look like? Or why did you choose that supply chain? Or what does that mean to you? Or what, what is this particular fabric or style or, you know, ingredient mean mm. to you? And then they talk about it. I'm like, right, that's it. That's what you have to tell the customer. And I love this because, you know, just hearing some of the work that you're doing, taking these brands, um, which a lot of people would know and love, Um, and getting them into some of the biggest retails and most respected retail stores around the globe. And, you know, we all know that when you hit, like coming from Australia, I know we have um, listeners in and around the world, um, but when you take it from Australia to that global marketplace, it's a whole new ballgame. You know, you're taken more seriously. There's bigger expectations. You've got to produce quick and on point. Um, So it yeah, it does come back down to that, um, the purpose of them and their ability to handle that. Absolutely. And you have to be able to handle it. It's almost like starting afresh, but kind of being ready to adapt, be proactive, but reactive in the same time. And kind of how we, you know, I guess sell and storytell and, you know, we obviously do, um, well, we were traveling before this, now it's all virtual. (laughs) Um, but you know, attending market, that is how we actually connect the buyers with the product is them having an understanding of what we were just talking about. Mm. And that space, that's what we do before we even dive into Mm. product and costings metric and offering and the consumer and, you know, brand alignment, all that kind of stuff. And I think the most important thing that you can do in a brand and in business is have the balance of the emotional sensibility with the knowledge and intellect and the technicality to match. So that's something that I try and look at within brands and in a global market sphere, you have to have that basis. You you see these incredible people who are so creative and have this amazing space, but they do need that balance of that business savvy Mm -hmm. technicality to be able to see the success. And that's what buying teams want. They want to buy into a brand that they can see Mm -hmm. has this incredible creation, but does have the ability to match that foundationally too. Yeah, I actually find that a lot and I talk about it in from my background in Tantra actually is like almost the masculine and the feminine yes. in each of us, yes, right? Exactly. So the feminine, the qualities of a feminine and feminine exists in both male and female is the creative flow and the ideas and, you know, the creation process. But then the masculine side, which people often outsource to a business coach or probably (laughs) someone like you, um, is the ability to have structure and scalability and processes and systems in place. What I'm really interested in, though, and I think this is where we will jam hard, is that, you know, you do that practical systems and you know how to pitch and, and get brands into these, you know, dream retail opportunities. Um, but you've said it before in this already in our conversation previous to this is like, yes, that is amazing and that's a goal for a lot of businesses, but how much it comes back to 
the energy that a founder mm. holds in their own being. So truly, this is like one of my key <laughs> core values in life. For those at home, <laughs> yeah. her face is just glowing. Bianca's got the biggest <laughs> smile. She's like, yes, I'm, let me at it. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this. So thank you so much for giving this a space and, and also sharing that, that um, you know, same connection for that. So I think that this is so big. Um, you see this happen in businesses to me, it, you watch it happen. It doesn't matter how big or how small the business is. You always see that if someone is holding something back in a space of perhaps they've had a trigger come up or, you know, something's occurred while they're either, uh, you know, in business designing, creating, whatever that process is, or perhaps there's a, you know, a nature of fear or control or, you know, that kind of, I guess, in, in a sense of that ego kind of holding us back in whatever that is for us personally. Mm. And that, you know, is each to individual, we all experience it. Like limiting beliefs. Exactly. Limiting yeah. beliefs. Exactly. So not having that self-worth or belief in yourself, um, that actually does create such um, a block. It, it creates a huge block, not only for, you know, on our end with what we see, because I can see it instantly because I love working with um, people and energy. So that's such a big part of, you know, who we are is that I like to look and understand, okay, there's a block there. How do we navigate that? Mm -hmm. You know, what is that for you so that you can have this personal growth? So therefore it will actually work because it's incredible and you can have a product that's so amazing. There might just be that personal block there Mm -hmm. creating fear. Then the customer, even though it's amazing, actually will never connect to it. And I was saying this before that like we'll, we'll have the open showroom, for example, and you will feel that energy coming from the brand or, you know, the business, whatever that is in some capacity, intrinsically, people mm. will just walk past it. Mm. They won't even connect with it because that energy transference goes into your product and into what you're doing. It goes into your email, mm. into your essence, into the way you communicate with people. And that does create a block. And, and I've seen this happen. I think I, um, when we were chatting, I mentioned that, you know, I've, I've seen this happen in, um, you know, someone who was really worried about their price point, didn't see the worth in their price point. Um, it launched the product launch. They didn't push it. The consumer wasn't buying it, but everywhere else, all of these other retailers that stocked that product, it was kind of working for them because they believed in it. But then it was a big block for the brand's direct mm. customer themselves. And then that ended up on flowing to the retailers as well. So we have to be so responsible for mm. that space because it really does harness what happens, um, you know, on flow effect from that. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think that like, I just, even as you're talking then, it's like, if you have limiting beliefs around money and investing in your business, then you're going to make cheap choices. Exactly. You're going to cheap out on your branding or your packaging, or you're going to rush your design process and, and choose the cheaper person and that might, you know, produce something that's not of great value. Mm. And that is so damaging to your brand, right? And I think oh, that's how, so much. yeah, that's how it can start to, um, yeah, that's, that's the energetic footprint, right? Is like being consciously aware of the energy that you're holding in your brand. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so big too. Like it, yeah. it, it's huge. And, and you even see it within yourself. If, if you, um, hold that space at all, it doesn't work. Mm. And so it's so important that you have that worth, um, in your choices, 
from that starting basis. And I think that steps back to your vision statement too, is that if you truly know who you are and you understand it, you aren't swayed in that space. And I watch businesses and people in businesses, actually, there's this one really, really incredible company who do it so well because they're so free and they've never had this kind of controlling space around what it should look like in terms of a monetary gain. They always focused on alignment and what it means to them, you know, and that brand itself is one that just flows and grows Mm. super beautifully. And you talk to them and they just don't have this fear or blocks, but then, you know, you see it in other businesses where you're like, wow, okay, that particular area for you or not seeing the worth or perhaps also being focused on a particular pathway and having tunnel vision. Mm. That's a big one too. I think I've been writing that time and time again. Like I think I've repeated it already halfway through the book it's the ability to pivot and move yes you know brands who come in and go this is what i'm doing and this is what people are going to buy and cut out the customer and that and cut out the you know the process of figuring if other people align mm-hmm. with those values um then that creates a blockage and there you know i think when i first started so many people were like one in three businesses fail why do you want to help small business like they don't ever have any money blah blah blah. and i was like i'm not listening to these statistics i'm going to actually dive into learning how to sustain a brand and a business um so that i don't hit that statistic and that my you know and then i I definitely even see it with coaching clients is like you know the person who's going to come in and execute yeah and he's going to come back and say look what i've done um and you know the person who will get their homework and probably never look at it again it's so true from their energy yeah so how do we do this then so what do you what are some maybe tips that you pro you do because i think like this is a game changer for businesses, people who are thinking I need more marketing dollars or if I only had that photo shoot done or if somebody stopped me here. But the ability to actually take your power back and come inwards and and rehash your own Mm. brand values and what you stand for um, can be a total game changer in how people perceive your brand. Absolutely. It it 100% is because I think from that starting basis, that then links into how you cost your product, Mm. where you believe you set in the marketplace what kind of a customer you believe that you are speaking to as well um and And then also i think just on that point because this is really important is like if whatever worth you hold in yourself is what other people will perceive it's like if you know you can um you know talk someone down to a cheaper Mm. price point or you know that um you could convince somebody to to you know follow your decision or whatever it's like you're gonna keep pushing that boundary right like people are always gonna be like well how do I get what I want out of this situation exactly yeah yeah and it's so important and to not to kind of have that I guess belief and inherent trust in your gut I think I watch people that work from their gut and their true intentional space everything on flows from there and then they can make really pivotal like amazing decisions within their business because they they reflect and they go okay does that sit right with me what Mm. does that truly feel like okay and regardless of you know um kind of consulting advice or whatever that looks like and it's nice to be able to feel that you can be challenged and still sit within that space and that's when true authentic 
greatness, you know, is created. Absolutely. I think that's so, so important because it's, that's also what will keep you out of just following trends Yeah, and it will actually set you apart. And all business advice is like, find a niche, like find an area in the marketplace that hasn't been touched or that you think you can do better in, you know? And I think if you come from an intuitive place, and I think this is what I'm diving into more is like, I think that we all have a a blueprint of a Mm. purpose as to why we're here and you have to tune into that in order to express that through your business. And It's it's, so true. It's so big. This on a global scale is the biggest thing that you can do in business. No one is you and that is your power. Mm. By stepping into that and going, I'm doing this and I'm creating because of this purpose, you then – everything else kind of on flows from that space. And then people like me, for example, say, for example, in brands, you know, I'm obviously, you know, a business developer, you know, within fashion, wellness and lifestyle brands. So for me, I then step into that space and go, okay, well, I understand that, right? Okay. I get where you're going. Okay. This is how you then get there. This is what we do. Let's look at your foundational structure. Let's look at this, right? I understand where you need to go. These are the kind of partners we need to work with. And then on the other end of it, because you are seeing someone's truth, you can then become an extension of that. And then you watch these businesses grow and unfold and every single um, arm or leg or, you know, in extension of that space is someone that truly understands that powerful place. Mm. So then the business grows really beautifully and organically because they're not exactly, they're not doing it from a space of, okay, I need to follow this or I'll mm. change my DNA to look like this or someone told me to do this. So, okay, I'll pivot. Um, and that's really important because a lot of people you meet, particularly in this, you know, consulting and, you know, people coming in to the business to then, you know, be a part of it for you and grow mm. from that space need to truly understand you. And if you aren't powerful in that, you can get kind of swayed and things change and for in, in buying particularly in brands, you watch it um, from an external perspective is brand DNA then changes mm. and you can't keep this consumer um, kind of growing and having this longevity with you because you're, you're instantly changing. So, mm. you know, next season it's, it's this customer you're talking to and then this customer instead of having like a beautiful organic growth phase with your direct customer that grows over time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually remember um, reading The Buddha's Brain when I first started oh out, God, which was a really cool. Yeah, you'd love it. Okay, um, cool. But it talks about the processing of the brain, right, and how many pieces of information that we receive every second. And and when I – I don't think it was even a business book or my therapist recommended it, um, but I loved um, applying it to my business and mm. I, I still do it to this day. But, um, you know, as – consumers and human beings in this very saturated world Mm. of information and data and noise and stimulus um we are now looking more and more for brands who are have an authentic standpoint too Mm. like so it's like stand for something or you'll stand fall for anything 100 and then as a result they create certainty so our brain is actually wired to find patterns so that it can process the information so the more that is so cool it's really cool so we get we get millions of pieces of information into our brain every second right just from our senses and and what we're seeing believing hearing you know our, our patterns and in order for the brain to function and us to not walk around like, you know, 
zombies because we're getting too much data, like a computer overwhelmed, yeah. um, then we it, it filters out most of the information, but it, it creates patterns with information that we want it to store. And I think that you can apply that to a business, which is kind of what you've just said, is yeah. that a you know brand that is like, this is us, this is what we stand for, and we're not budging on that because, um, you know, all on certain elements of it, then you know, a consumer knows, when I come to that brand, this is what I'm going to get. And Such this credibility. Is, they show up for me time and time again because it's super clear when it's – I always use the analogy of, like, when I go to a coffee shop, I know I'm going to leave with a coffee. Yeah, you know, that's really like, good. It's yeah. super clear. Simple, but perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what are you actually buying yeah. from that brand? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And that comes down to your values. So when you when you in um, when you come across a business who maybe um, has got some blockages or a founder in there, what are some of the things that you do or that we can recommend for people at home if they're thinking, you know, good way to identify if you need to do some, I mean, do this work anyway because it's from the very beginning will <laughs> yeah. make your life easier. Yeah. Um, but if you do find that maybe you're feeling blocked or you're overwhelmed or you're ready to go bigger but mm-hmm. you're just not quite sure how to, maybe even you're looking to get more sales and maybe you're getting lots of inquiries but people aren't converting, Yeah. would you say they're all signs of you haven't oh, quite nailed it? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That would be what I would say. Maybe have that open like perspective to kind of allow things to come in and yeah. start seeing a shift. But also take the time to sit back with yourself um, and and think about that. What that space means to you? Like, why did you create that? What what is its functional purpose outside of you know being something that looks beautiful or, or what is that? Talk to the consumer about that, and you're going to find. This is what I love in life. You always find your people. Like even like us here together today, like being connected. You always find your people, um, and I think that happens in business too. And it's almost like stepping back to who we are as human beings and individuals is finding your people, talking about what it means to you. Ask your customer, please, everyone, ask your customer what they want to hear, see, and feel from you. I think that's your greatest channel is asking your people what they want from you mm. and being able to serve that back within a DNA space that works for you. I also see a lot of brands get get quite caught up in who they think they are mm. without having the opportunity to kind of absorb and take information, even if their customer is telling them. We have to listen. Listening is so imperative. And to me, I, I would you know, talk to the brand and you can speak to someone very quickly about their product and their business. And you can see instantly, I think the biggest tell all is when someone gets really defensive mm. and I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, why, why is that? Let, let's talk about that more. What does that mean to you? And then instantly you can see where perhaps more blocks are created and then it starts showing up for you. So I think that as someone who works internally, externally with brands, you see it a lot because you are coming in just for these particular, I think, pressure point scenarios where you're like, okay, well, we have to be able to trade here to this customer and speak to them. So let's perhaps do it this way. And they might be like, absolutely not. There's, you know, we can't do it. But they're not understanding essentially that you can speak to a broader customer by opening yourself to this place. And then they're coming back to you and learning and understanding from you. I think something that's really big in what we do and what I see within businesses is that they do get very close-minded with the thought of only a direct customer and them growing it themselves. Understand that you can build other platforms to do that for you. Speak the brand essence because that's why it's really important to have someone who is a proper extension of who you are so they deliver that perfectly as well. Um, Same with stores and retailers. A lot of brands get the idea that they 
must be in the store because it looks beautiful and the alignment's right, but that person might not speak your truth or speak your messaging or support you in that basis. So having these particular homes allow you to be able to gain a broader consumer who at the end of the day, if your brand message is strong enough, even if these people speak about it slightly differently and add their own twist to talk to that person, are going to bring your people back to you. Mm. So listen. In that example, are you talking about where you're stocking your brand? Yeah, exactly. Yep, stocking your brand, um, which is really, really important. So my question around this brand values piece, because, you know, I think it's good to always keep going and rehashing it as a business, um, but also do it in building it into your fundamentals at the very beginning. Do you think it has to be an extension of you and what you stand for and how much so? Like how much do you, like even watching all of the, uh, you know, movement and, and protests with Black Lives Matter and we had coronavirus and before we had that, the um, bushfires here in Australia and, you know, it's been interesting observing and watching how certain brands do or don't speak to it mm. and it, it br- brings me to the question and again what I'm writing in the book so you can help me here <laughs> is um how how much of our brand essence needs to be us authentically and you know w- where do we draw the line between you know being like this is who I am and wanting everyone to get on board with it and you know sometimes does it yeah. get do we make it too personal that we do what you said before, which is we become tunnel visioned and we don't see opportunities or room to grow? This is such a good topic. I'm actually so glad that we're talking about Mm. this because I think this happens to everyone. Mm. You know, it's hard to find that balance. I think the most important thing that you can do, I think from a starting basis, it's very important to have your key values written out. Actually, one of my energetic healers told me once, she was like, write out your values and write out how they actually truly are to you. So like what that truth is like, you know, do you value being heard? What is that? And then restructure your values in your lifetime as they mean something to you. So say, for example, you might, um, one of your values, um, at the lower end might be like feeling loved or whatnot. And you're like, wow, no, I actually want that to be up the top. So you kind of play with that space. And I think it's also reflective in business is because we're constantly shifting our value structure and we have to do that in the space of what is imperative to us to communicate at that particular time frame and kind of looking at a situation and assessing where do my values sit in this? You know, who do I want to be? Where do I stand? I think that one of the biggest things I think in working with people and you probably experience this so much as well in, you know, in helping people grow is that they do often experience um, that full hundred percent. This is who I am. I can't see outside of it. That itself, I think is a blocking value because I think that's surrounding being heard and making sure that we can speak our truth. But there's also a beautiful essence in when you trust in something, you trust the process, you trust in the people surrounding you for guidance. You can actually have a growth to be able to see different perspectives, which I think that it's so imperative for us. If you're in business and you're an entrepreneur, you're a founder, you're growing a team, anything like this, you have to have the ability to see outside your own head. Mm. That is huge because often that's where we can get stuck is when we're like, no, this must look like this, it must look like this. And you've got, it's like the universe when you've got, when you're over here and there's doors over here waiting for you, but until you close that one, you can, then all these other doors open. So I think it is really important to understand your internal guidance system Mm -hmm. because that's going to set you on the right path even when you're accepting guidance or you know taking you know guidance from others Mm -hmm. or reassessing that because I do think that often people can get stuck in the growth phase where they're so concerned and committed with no this cannot look anything outside of this 
but you have to have your, and that's why vision and like a three, five year plan is important. So you can actually look for the ability to grow and actually shift your values and be open to changing your values. Because like what you said, the things that we've had happen in the global climate and society, you have to shift your values. Mm, it's almost like to having values that withstand time mm. as well. Like yeah. it's really nice to come in and be like, you know, we're going to be funky. Like, you know, for me, when I started out, it was very much yeah. like I was 23. I just come from like a, a 10 year background, not 10 years. I'm like, you know, five or six yeah. year background in youth work. And that was my passion. And, and I understood that the marketplace, there was these buckets of money sitting there for yeah. youth development. And I identified that entrepreneurship was going to be, you know, a career path for the young people and that no one was giving them, them as an option. So my whole, whole business was pitched to people who had funding for young people. And I use the word young a lot. And, you know, as I got older, now 31, I was like, no, I'm not for young people, you know, yeah. and I would always get emails, people saying, are you only for young people? I'm not young, but I need help. And, yeah. and we shifted it to actually, it's not about at the beginning when I was selling that six week course to funding bodies, it was, um, but now it's for creative entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, and you've pivoted. Yeah. You've, you've, you've kept your core intentional space, yeah. which is helping people, yeah. caring for people, and you've kept that core value, but you've pivoted in knowing where, well, to be able to reach a broader audience, I need to pivot to this space and perhaps yeah. change some language tools. So, yeah. is, and that's exactly like what it is in branding as well, is that yeah. often people get very focused on our brand must look, sound, feel like this, but you've got this ability to tap into this external customer base who are so right for your product. But if you don't open that door, yeah. you're not going to achieve that. Space. It actually reminds me of this analogy that I made up on uh, when I actually first came to Byron a few months ago for isolation. I was sitting on um, my partner's parents' rooftop and we were having a, an afternoon gin and tonic. Oh, it's perfect. And there's this nice big flat, you know, roof that we were overlooking and there was this little bug that was walking. Like there was this one like um, kind of elevated you know, rib thing that was, um, you know, a couple of centimeters higher than the rest of the roof that was completely flat. And there was this bug that was balancing on this, you know, millimeter wide, um, little like elevated rib. And I was like, if only he knew that if he just shifted like two millimeters to the side, it would, he wouldn't have to work so hard on that, um, you know, balancing tool on balancing and he would move quicker and, you know, and I was like, wow, that's such a example of perspective (laughs) of, you know, you're getting tunnel visioned and you go, this is what we stand for. You don't realize if you just do a tiny little shift, you know, there's infinite possibilities that can open up. That is literally the best analogy I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm envisioning the bug. I'm like, just move. You're here. I wish I had a photo of it. I might have a video. That's actually incredible. And this is literally what human beings experience on a day-to-day basis in business is because you have to have the ability again to adapt for growth because otherwise you actually remain where you are. And it's exactly like what you're just saying is that that's why trust. And that's why I think a lot of people in business, our key value is trust and loyalty. When you trust someone in order to help open shift your perspective, like you have to have that adaptability to feel the shift and be able to be open. And I think that when you understand more freeingly who you are, you actually have that instead of when you try and control something, it doesn't work no matter what. Mm -hmm. So it's like when we have that ability to go, I trust you and okay, let's give that a shot. You know, but you can still intrinsically put your guidance, DNA, everything on that. 
Yeah, um, and I think that's beautiful for the for those who are listening and and perhaps thinking about you know employing someone like Bianca and her team and or looking to scale and grow the business. It's like that that's one of those moments in time. Is not only do you need to to trust yourself and what you stand for um, and that you're capable of changing, but also trusting people who can see from outside um, in order to to give you the perspective to grow and scale. And you know, I think for a lot of businesses and I get this a lot with coaching is they get to you know founders often come in so passionate and so driven and you know there's often a deep sense of like I can't go back to my nine to five Mm, or whatever or or I've seen this problem over and over I found a solution and I can't live with myself if I don't do something about it you know and take this to market so they're often driven I would say in the first few years from that place of I have to do this because I don't want to, I want to create a new life for myself. Um, but then there's only so far that can take you. Right. And then, um, I'm interested to, to get your opinion on how, how much you pivot or change or reassess your values. Let's just say some of the brands that you are working with at the moment who have been this incredible success would be Mm well-known names around Australia. Like, you know, there's, the target market here, you know, you can pretty much like pick out who's going to work in what part of Australia. Like exactly. we're, we're almost small enough yeah. that you can, you know, you can pick it and know it and, and know some of the game changes in yeah. the, in the space. Um, but how much do you need to shift and change that if you are going to, you know, to the US or the UK or yeah. to the Asian market around the world? Like, yeah. I think something I actually wouldn't say when you were speaking that it spoke so truly to me, um, a key saying that I always say to myself, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm. And I think that was so, what you were just saying was so brilliant and beautiful. So I just wanted to quickly say that. I was like, that was perfect. Um, so as a business, I think, and that's something that we do is we work very closely with Australian businesses and take them offshore and, and sell them globally to all regions. Um, so it's amazing because you have this ability to learn about the entire world, what, what consumers are responding to what they want what you know gets them across the line or what makes them connect to product and I think that as a brand um, you do actually have to be very open you know and that's like what we were talking about before is that yes you have to stick to your brand DNA perhaps that's color aesthetic um, particular key shapes and styles have the ability to listen and work with someone like you know mm-hmm. Rainbow who can say aha that's your core hero that's where your customer's going now let's just develop that ever so slightly to build in for um, the American market, the European market, and actually have a huge, I think the biggest thing right now is transseasonality. And that's really big and understanding, right, what we do, say for instance, a brand might have core key styles they do. They do blazers really well and they do shorts or suiting or loungewear or sleep, but then having the ability to go, okay, cool. If I'm stepping into this other environment, what is that customer doing? I think it's actually quite particular. Australia is so different. We have this different, we live such an amazing life here. It's like you just have to step offshore to understand, oh, that customer actually doesn't go to beaches like we do, or they don't live this life like us. So, you know, they're actually in a different lifestyle, but they still are your customer because Mm. they still can really love and wear your product. And it's just about having the ability to shift your language structure and have a more open-ended space. My favorite thing to say to businesses, wherever they are, no matter where you are, you're a global business. 
So think that way. Stop thinking in your bubble. Get out of that space. Adapt and recognize that you are selling to a global customer, no Mm. matter where you are, because you're online. So not only is your retailer base that you can adapt into and partner with gives you that ability for them to put it in their own spin to adapt to their particular customer, you then are doing that yourself as well. So it's really amazing to be able to have this basis of retail partnerships who can facilitate to the customer. Like, for example, you know, we might in Australia might not talk about, you know, footwear in a particular way, but over in London, they might talk about like this. So that retailer is going to pivot that brand message for you, adapt that, listen and seek that customer and understand them. But that's something that really that we work with brands on is going, okay, cool. Well, you're global. So let's actually talk about how we can build this into your range planning. What does that look like? What are your deliveries? How do you make sure that you adapt to a global customer? Mm. Um, and are recognizing the different time periods in the world, like when summer hits here, when is, you know, the vacation season, which obviously isn't now, but you know, mm. you know, what does that look like or what is that consumer looking for? And right now we're in this time where everyone is actually in the same position. Mm. So we have a beautiful space where you can connect to everyone. Yeah, I love that so much and I think it's really important because it comes back to a few really key things that you've mentioned today, which is like the power of understanding your customer and what their needs are. And I think if you are too stubborn and your ability to change is another really key thing that you've mentioned. But if you're too stubborn in like this is who we are and this is what we stand for, like obviously there's going to be things about, you know, your ethical supply chain, maybe the colors, the the places you do want to be stocked, maybe the, the marketing strategies that you do or don't use. Um, but if you're not willing to also trust yes. <laughs> um, other people's opinions, then you have the you run the risk of missing out on a bigger marketplace. And I think that's a, a really beautiful message that you sh- like that every brand can take on board, which is act as if you're a global marketplace. And I think you know we both believe in the power of intention yes. and setting those goals. And if yeah. you can if you can just envision yourself and feel it and experience it from the very beginning, then your chances are then you're going to start relating to a global marketplace. Exactly. And then also you've set that intention for yourself so doors will begin to open. Absolutely. And and it's exactly like you give yourself this broader opportunity to learn because as a business you then can structure and structure your foundational space to have a growth capacity as a global entity. And I think that that gives you longevity because then you can pivot and you can listen to the customer and it gives you a much more global scope to have the adaptability. Say, for example, um, you know, in COVID and in isolation, brands had to like instantly pivot into communicating to the customer and even um, for forward collections now and, you know, forward pieces is looking at what that consumer needs. And so we're at this beautiful time where you do have to have that awareness. And I think it's beautiful because our industry has the capacity to have such an influence and impact on the environment, you know, obviously like intentional statements, um, global circumstance as well and current happenings. So being able to have that overall scope allows you to connect with people at a greater capacity. It brings more people back to you. Mm. You can then use your voice in a much more powerful space. And I think that that's what we're all responsible for. Absolutely. And I think that it almost brings us full circle, right? Is like if you've got that really clear brand value and what you stand for, you spend time figuring out how you're going to communicate that. Like even something that you were saying before of like, you know, doing that work with your spiritual healer around what are my values 
And I think the the next step from that is like, what are my values? So if my value is quality time, then how does that look in my life too? So it's like brands can do that and go, okay, if our value is this, then this is how we're going to represent that. So you don't have to say, you know, walk around and be like, hey, I'll be your friend if you give me quality time, yeah. just so you know. And, and quality time looks like you can't be on your phone when we're in a conversation or, you know, like... Yeah, I love that. You know those yeah. things in your head, but you don't necessarily, you know, present them to the people around you unless you're in conflict Then you need to ask for what you need. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Crystal clear communication. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's um, a powerful to... Because then once you clearly communicate that then your audience is able to connect and go, oh, I know what they stand for and I want in on that. So yeah. they're going to buy and then they go and tell other people. Exactly. And then that's where you have that customer feedback who can go, oh, my friend told me about you or, you know, whatever. I always I always um, dream of the day where I get to overhear someone talking about my business. Oh, it's so <laughs> I'm special. like, oh, I would love to hear. And anytime, like, you know, even from my family to friends and people on Instagram, whenever people are saying to me like, wow, you're doing so well or this way I'm like yeah but what do you what's your perception you know like what are you interpreting and what's your idea of that yeah Yeah. so then I can check it with is that what I was trying to say or okay that's obviously a value of theirs is that aligned with me and can I do more of that because it's working you know and that's powerful to even look at that within yourself and go okay cool what does that look like something that um you just said which I thought was really special was about that ability to connect with people um and just, I think within a business, it actually like kind of struck a chord with me that as a business, even when you're doing your foundational structures and, you know, all these kind of things, connecting people, think about human senses, how mm. people receive information. So you need to hear, see, touch, feel, take, what does that look like? And actually speak to their sensory being, because mm. then you're going to get people that, you know, we all receive information differently. So um, like what you were saying with, then someone goes and tells someone, even within, I think, a business, if you can um, make sure that you are considering um, a sensory development, then people who are receiving the information will pick up on what is important to them based on their senses and how they receive information. Yeah. So as a business, that's really cool because you can go, oh, okay, they need to hear about it. Okay, story, this, that, or touch, texture, okay. And then that's what that person is going to strike a chord with and tell someone else. Absolutely. That's that's NLP. Have you been studying? No, I haven't. That's neuro-linguistic programming. I need to learn about this. Yeah, you're going to love it. Oh, stop. I need a full list after this. I'll give you a reading list. Um, Amazing. And thank you so much. I think, you know, the common theme of this, and before we throw to my final question, which you can think about, is what would your number one tip be? But I think just to recap the conversation, what I feel like has been the common theme, and it's so inspiring to hear because it empowers all of us because I think it it doesn't matter how much money you have how much time you have you know how great your idea is what your business plan looks like you know all of those things if you have if you've got good networks um so much of your business's success comes down to who you are as a person what you stand for and can you authentically represent that and you know the some of the things that you've talked about in this time have been like you know building trust and um and understanding brand values and the needs of your customer like that's all human behavior and i think it's if we can you know motivate more people out there to build businesses from a human design perspective you know of um of connecting with people and their actual values and their systems and and why they want to wear or experience your brand um, and what that means to them 
then that is such a game changer in success. Absolutely. And it can be applied to anything, any business. And you can have the intelligence and the knowledge and all these different structures to match. But if you're missing that, that is the gap. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Um, and Thank to wrap you. us up, what it, what would be your number one tip? So if you've got somebody out there, obviously you've shared lots of great ones, but anything else stand out that you want to add? Well, I think the big, I think something I mentioned before is, um, know your worth so that you cost correctly. That is something that's really big. I get a lot of brands that come to us who have costed with a particular idea in mind, um, but not thought about long-term growth planning. Start from the basis of thinking five years ahead. Don't start just on going, oh, okay, cool, this should look like this in this market, and that's what it looks like. So understand, know yourself enough to scale and think five years ahead. So, you know, two to three, five years, whatever that looks like, but build for that basis. Start from the understanding that you can have growth and and that will happen because then that that allows it to happen. Then you want to be able to get there and not have to get there and then work backwards. So I think start from that space. But my biggest tip is to just know yourself Mm. and be who you are, be unapologetically who you are and not care about what anyone else thinks in that space and truly be you because that's what's going to connect you and set you forth on your path. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week. Bye.